0: Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Wrestling with history worldwide and the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. If I sound less energized, it's because I'm talking into my audio headset. We don't have video today and I'm not in my studio. And uh, it's just the old times. It's me and Killer Ken on the phone. The voice of choice, Bruce work with the one and only, the legendary Killer Ken Resnick. What's happening, Ken?
1: uh no i'm trying to figure out who exactly makes all these assignments that bill after is always on assignments
0: yeah yeah and you know what you know what it is ken he's he's uh sponging off the company teat you know he's 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 uh using his vacation time to do these these assignments so we're paying him good money to be on assignment but I don't know what he's doing. He didn't check in with me. I think Brady said he's MIA, so who knows? He's collecting a check, though, Ken.
1: He's on assignment on some beach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, today, since we don't have Bill, I figured it's a good time to check in on our mailbox. And we, we try to get through a couple questions every week, and then there's some that don't get read, and then there's some. We didn't do any last week, so I have some from there. I just saw some in the Twitter box as we jumped on the air, so I'll try to read that as well. And, you know, we'll just wing it for about a half hour, 45 minutes or so, Ken. And then you can get to watching basketball. I can watch the end of the Phillies game and prepare for uh, for my next day because I'm traveling again. COVID is, um, you know, it's still big and scary with the Delta variant, but it's not as scary as it was a year ago. So back to normal, Ken, back on the road.
1: <laughs> well, we're, we're rapidly approaching getting to that scary part and boy it, it's obvious you're not in the studio i'll remind you you've got to give the plug for the people they are listening to us on
0: any other favorite podcast platforms on uh, google spotify stitcher google play apple itunes it doesn't matter you can go and you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app just search for the voc nation wrestling network you get all voc nation shows on the same feed so wrestling with history with ken resnick and bill after in the room with brady Hicks from pro wrestling illustrated and w former wcw star the maestro you get briscoe and big ace who just had mark henry as part of their show that's on the weekends and a whole lot more go to VOC Nation Wrestling Network on your favorite podcast app or visit VOCNation.com. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for reminding me to do that.
1: Just doing my job as a co-host, prompting the host when needed.
0: There we go. So here's what we'll do. Now that we got that out of the way. Let me get this short break out of the way. You can listen to our fine sponsors and I'll get the questions together and we'll read your questions next right here on Wrestling With History. And by the way, if you do have a question or a comment for the show, something for Ken or for Bill, you want to ask it, you want me to read it on the air, I promise to try to do that every week during the first segment of the show. Tweet us at VOC Nation or at Resnick After VOC. Resnick After VOC, all one word or you can send an email to bruce at vocnation.com we'll get to you any one of those three ways back on the other side with your questions wrestling with history with killer ken resnick on the voc nation wrestling network i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you'll hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment VOC Nation takes wrestling fans behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Get stories and inside information from people who worked on the other side of the curtain. Follow the VOC Nation Wrestling Network podcast feed and get weekly shows from hosts like Phil After, The Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, Ken Resnick, The Maestro, shelly martinez west briscoe and more visit vocnation.com for more information and follow us on twitter at voc nation all right it was uh, three and a half minutes for you it was about 30 seconds for ken and i <laughs> wrestling with history on voc nation ken resnick i have uh, some mail for us to go through today and we will uh, get through it to the best of our ability we don't have bill to give us his expertise, but we have your memory and your expertise. And I'm gonna start all the way uh, straight uh, due south from you in San Antonio, Texas. Melvin wants to know, does Ken aspire to join AEW or another WWE competitor? I'm guessing that Melvin wants to know, Ken, are you itching to get back into the wrestling business? Um,
1: You know, I mean, I loved it. I love the, the friendships you make, uh, the chance to, to entertain people. And I'll be honest, uh, if, if I was approached, uh, I would more than likely, you know, entertain it. And, you know, uh, probably if they said, would you be interested? Probably I'd get a yes out before they finished the question. <laughs>
0: nice. So, so there is some interest. So there you go. Independent promoters or uh, smaller promotions like MLW or AEW. I can't say AEW, small, MLW, Ring of Honor. If you're looking for a seasoned, well-rounded broadcaster, Killer Ken Resnick is right there, just a phone call away. If you need help getting in touch with Ken, just contact us at VOC Nation. We'll make the connection. Thanks, Melvin, from San Antonio, for getting that out. Ken,
1: when you say... When you say well rounded is that a reference to the <laughs> covid pounds I'm still carrying
0: <laughs> Well listen here's the other thing Ken is willing to get back into tip top shape to be on television <laughs> And and Ken I hear some rumors that you're training for a, a work in the ring as well are you are you going to be a future 24/7 champion
1: Uh not with my shoulders no <laughs> I wish
0: Before we get to Ron in Tulsa, who graces us with question almost every week, I want to ask you, did you watch any of the WWE Money in the Bank or any of the programming Friday through Monday with fans in the stand? It was refreshing to see so many people at a wrestling event rather than TV screens.
1: Oh, absolutely. I tried, uh, uh, was planning uh, to watch Money in the Bank. Uh, why Peacock insists <clears throat> on putting closed captioning on, the, you know, at least through Comcast in the middle of the screen, whether you, you know, want it or have ever had it. But the signal kept cutting in and out so much, but, uh, I did get a chance to see, uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. I mean, just, a a great, great match, uh, more of kind of an old school match. Uh, you could tell the crowd really getting into it. So it was, I think, uh, from all the talent standpoint, just having the crowd there where they could be a measuring stick as to whether the crowd was becoming invested in the match. I, I think everyone, uh, performed better. Uh, I watched a little of Monday night raw, uh, as we talked about before I was a, a little shocked uh, after such a great match that Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley had. Not only did they come right back uh, to it, but with the money in the bank, uh, you know, so Charlotte had the title for all of like one day. I mean, some of those things, I I realize it's entertainment now more than wrestling, at least, you know, what I was used to, and we were in the 80s and 90s, but some of that just kind of leaves me scratching my head, but it was great uh, to see the, the fans, uh, back, uh, and, you know, the way they became invested, uh, in some of the matches, you know, like Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, uh, and less in some others, uh, hopefully we'll get, you know, the, the talent powers to be, uh, to play off the crowd a little bit more that if the crowd doesn't seem invested into what you're doing, well, maybe you need to, to change the, the pace of the match, sometimes slow it down to give them a chance to be invested in, in what's going on. That's one of the things that, you know, I felt there, there's no question, Bruce, that the athleticism of the wrestlers today is is night and day from what it was you know, in, in the 80s and 90s. But I've often felt, and just my personal opinion, that so many rapid fire high spots in matches. Well, certainly it's it, it's great entertainment, but sometimes it's so fast and furious that the, the fans really don't get a chance to appreciate what they just saw before the next one is already in progress.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to say this too, with regard to Money in the Bank, you know, WWE or well, Peacock hasn't done anything to endear itself to wrestling fans. WWE Network was was doing quite well and pushing out new content. It was technically working generally well, and this move to Peacock has been uh, terrible. You can't you can't start something from the beginning when it, when the live event's playing. You you uh, and I guess that's because of the the commercial version of the other shows. They don't want anybody to skip commercials because they're Part, probably part of the reason they bought it and technical difficulties yet again on a, on a live feed. So uh, not, not the greatest experience with Peacock for the WWE network.
1: Well, you, you know uh, like I have uh Comcast and Xfinity and it shows in the little box when you go to infinity, you know, uh, click on, you know, money in the bank. Uh, and when I first clicked it on, You know, one, it says connecting, connecting. I mean, it takes like three, four minutes before it even connects. And I couldn't believe it. The first time it took me to the very first Money in the Bank, like, you know, season one from, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know, 2010. And it was like, I literally, that's what started playing. So I had to exit, go out and start the whole process again before I finally got to the current you know, live money in the bank, and then the the picture was cutting out, and the sound was cutting out, and yeah, you're right. Um, um, the uh, somebody has has dropped the ball, production wise. You know, I don't know if getting it up to the bird, if if the problem is is on site or through Peacock, but you're right. I mean, it's been. Uh, uh, the last pay-per-view, I think it was WrestleMania, uh, I watched, and they had the closed caption that you couldn't get rid of, but it was right smack dab in the middle of the screen. And at least now they've lowered it a little bit, but you're right. Um, you would think in the ratings decline that WWE you know, has seen recently, they would be trying to do everything they could to make it more television viewer friendly and it seems to be the opposite.
0: So wait a minute, you don't like watching letters in the middle of the screen instead of wrestling?
1: No, no. <laughs> well, and, and the other problem is, it's just, just, I mean, not only physically distracting, but in, in all closed captioning, I mean, you know, great people are, are doing it live and for people that, you know, have, you know, a hearing impairment, I mean, it's, it's wonderful for them, but it lags about, you know, five to 10 seconds behind the actual audio that, you know, you're listening to. So it's just, I, um, I, and I have said all, you know, the other wrestling is great. uh, But I've been the first to say that, Production wise, WWE has just been miles ahead in, in everything they do. We're not talking about matches or talent or finishes, just strictly from a production standpoint. Uh, much like when they had to go to no crowd, I mean, they were smart enough to use Alexa Bliss because, you know, the, no one was there to see what they were doing unless they wanted it on camera. I mean, they've been great. And I've just kind of been surprised where that whole switchover has gone anything but smoothly.
0: Anything but smoothly, for sure. (laughs) And speaking of smooth, and I don't even know if this guy's smooth. I don't even know if he's a guy, but his name's Ron or or her name's Ron. So, uh, but they're from Tulsa, Oklahoma. What would make old time fans and new time fans happy with the current product? I have a lot of thoughts, meaning Ron does, I don't. But I want yours, and I'm assuming Ron wants yours, not mine. So, Ken, unpacking that again, what would make old-time fans and new-time fans both agree on something with the current product? Because I think new fans like the high spots and the the acrobatics, old-time fans like the storytelling. How do you mix both so that both generations watch?
1: You know what I would say <laughs> And again, going back to, to my heyday, you know, in the, between the AWA, WWF, LPWA, AWF in the 80s and 90s, we really built, and every promotion took time to build the angles and build the storylines. Where you would kind of see it coming, and it would just, you know, increase, and, and increase, and, you know, to where it became a, a, a major angle. But it was built over time, so you you kind of had the anticipation. And now it's like, you know. They'll have someone in the ring talking, someone up will will interrupt them, and they want to like have this major angle and it started like right now, and oh, we're gonna pay it off right now. Uh, okay, we're gonna make that match tonight um that that's the one thing um I think you you're right, you know today's fans look for something different during the match, but I think that would certainly make old school fans happier if they just took more time to really develop angles and i think you know because it's mainly done you know with talking heads and some you know outside interference where that's not the de facto position um i think even today's fans would get more and would anticipate the match more if they just took more time to develop the storylines.
0: You think that's why AEW is gaining popularity because they have some element of those long builds. They, with their major, major feuds, they're not giving it away in an instant. I mean, they're building, sometimes for they only have a few pay-per-views a year, so they're building long, long cycles out and they'll do tag matches and stuff in between, but... You, excuse me no cough button here in the hotel do you think do you think that's why AEW might be gaining some steam on the WWE product
1: uh yeah I, I I think that's one of the reasons uh and I mean AEW has had some you know pretty great you know matches and they're bringing back you know some of these uh, you know, big names. And, you know, even for me, uh, when I get a chance, you know, I'll watch AEW and maybe haven't kept up with the storylines or, you know, some of the talent is is unfamiliar to me, but there's still something great about listening to Jim Ross call a match. Um, because Jim, uh, is old school where, his focus is trying to put over the match and put over the talent uh, far more than trying to put himself over.
0: My God!
1: Uh, say what?
0: I said, my God! Damn! <laughs> that was a terrible Jim Ross imitation, for the record.
1: <laughs> that that I, 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 I guess that was your imitation
0: of a slobberknocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they're, they're, oh, there's far. you
1: know there's something uh, to you know enjoy it uh, so i i like listening to to jim uh, you know call a match
0: um, yeah there's a nostalgic but, element too to jim and tony working together for for fans from the the mid to late 80s of wcw nwa Jim and Tony working together is a blast from the past. And I think for the most part, you know, Jim Ross has probably lost a step. Tony is, is a little bit younger than Jr. but for the most part, it's still pleasurable to listen to for a wrestling fan, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're about, you know, the business. They're about putting the, the match over. Uh, and I think part of it, uh, they're not overbearing, in their commentary. Right. Uh, So, uh, and it's, I think also AEW, um, because it's mainly, you know, wrestling people with wrestling backgrounds, putting together the storylines and the matches. And I think they are still, more concerned not you know completely but more concerned about the quality of the wrestling than they are the entertainment factor and in wwe it might be a little the opposite now
0: yeah no hollywood writers in aew so that, that's a big difference. Sunshine SunshineXO on Twitter. We've heard from this person before as well. Are featuring the women more just a political ploy by WWE? Or do you think it's genuine? So you mentioned Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, a great match. And actually the fans were unhappy at the beginning of the match because Becky Lynch wasn't there. I think that was a rumor uh, going into that show. And they ended up stealing the show. And fans are remembering Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley more than almost anything else on that show. Sands, maybe John Cena. But, you know, they did their main event at WrestleMania, felt kind of gimmicky with Charlotte and Becky. Do you think that's genuine? Or do you think it's uh, a political ploy to gain some PC uh, points?
1: No, I, I think that's absolutely genuine. Um, when you have the women... Main eventing WrestleMania, it's because they're going to main event WrestleMania, and it's going to be a draw as much or more than any of the other matches. Uh, and definitely, with some of the the side storylines and things you see on WWE, whether you agree or disagree, uh, they're not overly concerned about being politically correct. Uh, so if they didn't think the women were a genuine draw, they wouldn't be featured as much as they have been. And I mean, I remember seeing a, a, a couple of raws where there were actually more women's matches than men's matches.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, and, and it's all for television uh you know whether it's wrestling whether it's entertainment one thing that holds true it's all about the ratings and if they weren't drawing numbers they wouldn't be featured as much as they are
0: yeah vince wouldn't do anything that's bad for business even even to get some some political points i i think vince is worried about his money more than anything else and I agree with you. I think they deserve the spotlight the year that they got it. So thanks for the question, Sunshine. Uh, this question came in late. I'm going to sneak it in in the middle here. It's from Joanne, Miss Joanne <clears throat> on Twitter. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Popcorn, can't. Popcorn in my throat. Yeah. No cough button at the hotel. Here's one thing I've worried about or wondered about, <laughs> says Joanne, and it concerns a team I've long felt didn't get the recognition it deserved. B-A-Double-D Company, Bad Company. How might have they fared in the N-W-A tag team scene of the era with the Rock and Roll Express of the Midnights? Ken, I don't know if you were in the A-W-A back when Bad Company was there. That was Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, I think, and that was more late 80s when Eric Bischoff was doing A-W-A commentary.
1: Uh, actually, I was there a little bit. Uh, in fact, I ran into uh, Pat Tanaka, I mean, he spotted me and came running up, uh, and we talked. I can't remember if it was at the gathering two years ago or or the big event. Um, You know, it's – I I, I get those questions a lot, and the honest answer is it just depended on whether the promotion wanted to push them. I I mean, that's the the, the honest answer. Yeah. I they were a a really good team, both, you know, great workers in the ring, um, probably didn't have the the charisma of some of the other teams of that era, sure. I guess would be the easiest way
0: when they came and they worked a little bit in the WWE in I think it was 89 or 90 as the Orient Express. And Paul Diamond worked under a mask I think at that point and and then maybe uh, Pat Tanaka worked with somebody else as well but anyway uh, great question Joanne and I didn't realize that I learned something I didn't realize that Ken was was there I didn't realize that bad company was was uh, goes all the way back to the uh, 83 84 85 when Ken was still there 86 I guess so thank you Andre from parts unknown I've heard from this one person before as well. Ken, this is a good one for you. Was Greg Gagne considered for a major spot in any other promotion? So I only know personally of Greg in the AWA, but did he wrestle anywhere else? And I don't know about a major spot, but uh, I've always heard that Greg had the gig because of Vern. Um,
1: I I think Greg made some brief Appearances for other promotions, um, but I don't think he was ever considered for uh, a major spot, you know that, that I'm aware of. Uh, and certainly, you know, he was not going to leave uh, the AWA as long as there was an AWA. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think when other promotions, in fact, I'm not a hundred percent sure that he didn't even make a, a couple shows for, uh, WWF, uh, after the fact, but I, I don't think he was ever considered, uh, for a, a major spot, uh, if for no other reason, not talent wise, but I think any promoter would have realized, while the AWA was, was still going, you know, even though it was kind of, you know, on, a, on its last lifeline, uh, if ever, you know, Vern needed him for back for a program, you know, he was going to be there. Um, he didn't uh, after AWA uh, kind of ceased operations. Uh, Greg was involved in some of the writing and booking for WCW, but I think right. by then uh, his in-ring days were over.
0: Yeah, so I, me, I
1: know he did. He was behind the scenes for WCW for a while.
0: I think Greg is a listener to the show, so let me clarify. When I say that Greg had his gig because of Vern, I'm mostly talking about his roll back in you know in the upper part of the card because back in those days the upper part of the card were was made up of bigger guys and and Greg was not a big guy right considering the time so i i wasn't necessarily insulting greg's work in the ring or as an entertainer but he just didn't necessarily look the part that vince or somebody else might have wanted right
1: yeah i mean you know there's nothing you can do greg wasn't You know, a large physical specimen. But Greg was a great worker in the ring. And I also know for a brief time uh, he was uh, a trainer for WWF uh, down in Florida. So, I mean, he was a great in ring worker, but just didn't have the, you know, the physical, you know, size and strength that you know people were uh, looking for at that point
0: All but right, you can, know, Greg,
1: Greg was a great worker I mean uh, there's there's no question about that
0: I got we are running out of time I got four more questions I'm gonna read two of them two of these four and then we'll save two for next week so good and plenty Gina from New Jersey mix 65 Rassel God two. Of your four questions, going to be read on the other side of this break, and two, we'll wait for next week when Bill After comes back. This is Wrestling With History with uh, Killer Ken Resnick in the voice of choice, right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. VOC Nation takes wrestling fans behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Get stories and inside information from people who worked on the other side of the curtain. Follow the VOC Nation Wrestling Network podcast feed and get weekly shows from hosts like Phil After, The Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, Ken Resnick, The Maestro, Shelly Martinez, Wes Briscoe, and more. Visit vocnation.com for more information and follow us on Twitter at vocnation. All right, back here on Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, Bruce Ward, killer Ken Resnick without the one and only Bill after this week. And we're reading some mail going through our mailbag, some of the, the stuff that's come in in the last couple of weeks. So I, I, I was down to two out of four because we're running out of time. Ken, I do have to say one more time, VOC Nation Wrestling Network is all consolidated on one feed. Just go to your favorite podcast app, search for VOC Nation Wrestling Network, hit like, subscribe, whatever the button is. It's completely free, and you get all of our shows, including this one with Ken Resnick and Bill Apter, uh, In the Room with Brady Hicks and former WCW star The Maestro, Talking Sass with Sassy Steffi, Wes Briscoe, Briscoe and Big Ace, Uh, The Maestro does uh, WCW Retro. There's tons of great programming. How can I forget? I host No BS with the Bull with Manny Fernandez every week. Manny's the king of controversy. So make sure that you hit subscribe or like and listen to all of the great VOC Nation programming. Ken, I picked uh, two out of these four. Um, You got Good and Plenty, Gina from New Jersey, Mick 65, and Rassle God. I'm going with Gina. From New Jersey because Gina wants to know she says and I'm assuming it's she again I used to watch Ken every week on WWF tell him hi from Gina does he stay in touch with any of the people from our day so when she says that Ken I want to know if you know this Gina from New Jersey because it sounds like you two were tight and uh you and her were back in the same day I guess
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I certainly appreciate it, Gina. Thank you. Hi to you. Um, it could be somebody that I knew back then, you know, recognized facially, but you know, didn't put the name to it or, or, uh, uh, you know, vice versa. Um, you know, I do, um, like at conventions and stuff, uh, you know, I you know. Like I, I'm doing, uh, in fact, I'll leave the day after tomorrow for uh, this year's gathering. Uh, Martin D'Amato's great. Uh, I mean, saying a convention doesn't do it justice. It's more like a family reunion. Uh, I'm going to be getting together with uh, John Nord and Tony Atlas and Steve Kern and Stan Lane and Barry Darso. Uh, and Bill Edie. Uh So I do, you know, not so much away from the business, but we get a chance to uh, get together and reminisce at, at uh, conventions. And uh, the great thing about the gathering, it's three days. We're all staying at the same hotel. Uh, so there's a lot of reminiscing uh, at the bar later on in the evening.
0: There you go. And uh, thanks for the question, Gina, from New Jersey. It's close to my my hometown, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I, I don't live in Philadelphia right now, Ken. And I'm not telling anybody where I live because you crazy people try to find me. Uh, but and, and again, for... very, very
1: quick, Gina. Thanks for the the kind words.
0: Yeah, yeah. Always nice to hear kind words directed at Ken. He gets so few of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So God has a question about champions in the 70s and 80s. We'll save that for Bill. Uh, Good and Plenty has a question about The Undertaker. We'll save that for when Bill comes back. But Mick65, here's a, a great way to end it, Ken. Mick says, I'm a big fan of the show. I love how you guys poke fun at each other. It's a great chemistry mix. How long have you known each other, Mick? Sixty-five. I was trying to do the the math. Uh, when was Mick Foley born? Could this be Mick Foley in a in a, a pen name?
1: Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna see Mick on Saturday, so I'll try to remember to ask
0: him. <laughs> Mick Foley was get born to- June seventh, nineteen sixty-five. Ken, this could be. Mick Foley writing us in, or somebody pretending to be Foley, which is yeah. likely the the latter.
1: Uh, <laughs> more than likely the latter. What what was the initial <laughs> question again?
0: Well, uh, Mix sixty five says I'm a big fan of the show. I love how you guys poke yeah. fun at each other. It's a great chemistry. Mix, how oh, long have we known each? Well, I how long have you known Bill? I
1: met Bill and. Am- or, uh, when I was still doing the AWA, when he used to come in and photograph uh, the wrestling matches. So I've probably known Bill since like about 19, you know, '84. And then I met you at uh, Sinamania in Philadelphia.
0: 20, uh, 2011,
1: right? Tw- 2000, either 10 or 11. So, somewhere right in there. So you know, a, a decade.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time. When you know, we we Ken and I we didn't stay in touch all the time, but talked uh, you know every so often throughout the years. And uh, Bill, I met when I was doing Philadelphia radio. We both did some work as MCs for the same charity, and and I still do some work for that charity, Showtime Charities, in the great city of brotherly love. If you see an event, they do a lot of work for Shriners Hospital for Children. And I, I love uh, emceeing that show. It's every Christmas, can or holiday season. And we raise great money for the children at Shriners to make sure they have a good Christmas. So um, I've known, I think, Bill, since 2009 or 10, right? A couple of years before I met you. But yeah, I, I think it's a good mix. And we have a good time uh, every week doing this thing. And, um, you know, doesn't probably doesn't pay any of our bills, right, Ken? I mean, you're not... <laughs> Are you living? Are you living solely off this show? Or?
1: <laughs> no, If I was living solely off this show, Minnesota is just too cold in the winter to be living in your car.
0: You, you're, not, you're not giving up, giving up your unemployment uh, pandemic money to just be a full time <laughs> contributor at VOC Nation. I guess not. All right. You
1: know, I, I was just thinking, uh, because I'll be heading down to to see, uh, and he's such a good friend of the show, Martin D'Amato, on Thursday. And really, we had lost touch for a little bit, and we got back in touch uh, in the summer of 2019, where he asked me if I would come. You were doing a show, and because I was going to be at the gathering, if he asked if I'd be willing to do your show just to, to plug the gathering, and it was really through Martin that we got back in touch.
0: That's right. You know, Martin and I, I, um, I think we had some other people on from the gathering. And I, I was talking to Martin and I said, how about Ken Resnick? And he said, sure, let me reach out to him. And then I, I thought to myself, yeah, I just call Ken myself. And that's what I did. I called you and you came on as a guest. And then like two weeks later, my co-host quit. And, and uh, I called you and I said, hey, please, let's do this together. I think it'd be fun. And, uh, you know, I had to talk you into it, but two years later, here we are, Ken, we're still doing this. And, and we, uh, we love bill along.
1: And, and I, I remember where, because Martin had, had asked me if I would do it. And I said, you know, sure. I'd be glad to. And then he said, okay, I'll get back to you. and I'll let you know when. And then you just called me and Martin got back to me. And he said, Hey, would you be willing to do the show? I said, it's all set. Bruce called me. said, how do you know Bruce?
0: (laughs) That's so funny. The funny thing is too, back in those days, you know, I left this for five years. I, I did the Philadelphia radio. I started VOC nation. I ended up, um, uh, turning it over to Brady who was, he had his own network at the time. And I just wanted to get away from this stuff (laughs) for a little while. And, I, I came back, Brady kept saying, do a show, do a show, do a show. So, so I do a show. And the next thing I know, Ken, and, and I can't help it. This is the, the, the business mind that I have. The next thing I know, I'm spending hundreds of dollars on promotion every month. We upgraded all the facilities. And uh, I'm not sure that the investment is quite paid off yet. We'll say <laughs> give, give the, uh, the listeners a little peek in. But we can use your help if you like and subscribe and tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Ken Resnick, Bill Apner, Manny Fernandez, the maestro. we got a lot of great talent. It's all on one feed. So you can help uh, give people like Ken and Bill a couple extra bucks in their, uh, their pocket. Every uh, quarter to buy some coffee and and maybe a muffin on the sign. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, Ken, it's been fun back uh, like old times, just you and I today.
1: Well, and the story you just told about Brady reminds me of of the words of the great Jimmy Garvin always to use when we would do promos together. He'd say, Hey, have I told you lately? It's not my fault. So (laughs) I just want to remind you it's not my fault. Blame
0: Brady. Yeah, yeah, blame Brady. And Brady would say the same thing. He'd say, it's not my fault. You can't help yourself. And, and that's it. It's always the quest, the, the, the never-ending quench uh, or you can't quench my – thirst for greatness i don't know but it's not working all right ken a great show today uh thank you to uh melvin ron sunshine gina mix 65 and uh, joanne who came in right at the last minute sorry to good and plenty and rassel god we'll get to you next week uh because i just felt your questions would have more uh legs with maybe bill than uh than just Ken. i think i think there'd be some good discussion with uh with both of those guys. So that's it for this week uh, for killer Ken Resnick. I'm the voice of Choice, Bruce Ward. Before I get out of here, Ken, tell everybody one more time about the gathering. I know they can go to T promotions.com, but since it's coming up by the time that people uh, will be listening to the show, if they want to grab a last minute uh, look, where, where do they go? What do they do?
1: Um, actually, I think at this point, I, I know there's uh The barbecue is sold out. Uh, The dinner tickets are gone. Uh, But they can, it's at the, in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Charlotte University Place Hilton Hotel. Uh, I think the Hilton is sold out, but there are rooms at the holiday inn down the block uh But for all the information, you can still go to tmart promotions that's t and m a r t promotions dot com uh but I think at this late date um i think uh, really they would have to you know just uh go to the hotel i mean there's tickets available for all of the sessions. Uh, and there's still tickets for the live wrestling, uh, Saturday night, uh, both the NWA men's and women's titles will be on the live, live wrestling right at the hotel. Uh, and tickets are available for the Q and a sessions, uh, scheduled with Dr. D, David Schultz, demolition, uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, David Crockett. And I think there's one more I'm forgetting. But tmartpromotions.com. It's this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Hilton University Place, Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: There you go. Or you can just show up at the hotel and oddly stalk Ken. He's okay with that. You just have to buy him a drink. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all. Oh, and my friend,
1: and I, I forgot my friend John Nord will be there.
0: John Nord, uh, the, uh, the poor man. Four man's uh bruiser brody uh that, that goes back to our show a couple weeks ago all right that i said that not ken for killer ken resnick i'm bruce Wert. we'll uh, talk to you next week when bill is returning from assignment wrestling with history on voc nation for over 10 years voc nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro,